I'm Sean Vanderpool with JLA Realty, and I'm a commercial real estate agent who represents clients who want to buy, sell, or lease commercial properties and or land. I can also help clients that wish to sell their business. If your home office is becoming a nuisance, you want to use a lump sum of money for an investment, or if you're just ready to make your dream a reality, call me before you call that number on the sign. They represent their client and are not looking out for you. Call 281-713-0832 or go to www.thelventerpool.com and let me help you find a place for your vision to profit. Send that to me. I posed like that uh, several times. <laughs> I think Jeremy really thought he was cool. Did I had a tall flat top? Yeah, you had a flat top yeah, with a yeah, Bill yeah. Cosby uh, sweat on. See, you... <laughs> don't don't do the Cosby. See? <laughs> yeah, no way yeah, back. Okay, yeah. so um, what do you do? Um, well, by profession, I am a, a licensed mortgage loan officer, mm-hmm. I'm an entrepreneur, uh, father, husband. Uh, all kind of stuff. It's it's you know question real question. What do I not do? Uh, <laughs> but uh, but no no. But by profession, I'm a I'm a mortgage loan officer. I've been in the financial industry for about two decades now. Okay. Um, so and um, yeah, that's that's what I do. Okay. So you you have a new book out. I like the title. Yeah of it. yeah yeah. You like the title? <laughs> that, that title got me in so much trouble already. <laughs> Look, I was telling somebody about the title today and. Lady was writing it down, uh-huh. and you know, I gave her the title, and she wrote it down. I'm like, let me see what you wrote, and she wrote like what she thought it said. <laughs> like, no, no, that's not. <laughs> no, no, no. It I is catchy. Her. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, effed up my credit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was. Um, 
that was interesting. I ran it by my, my wife was the first person I ran it by, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, I don't know." Uh, and you so did I not said curse it to a couple <laughs> No, I didn't. I, I, that's your that's your mentality and your mind that figured <laughs> thought you thought what that word was. Right? But no, no, it's uh, it's it's been fun. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, what was your passion behind writing the book? Um, I'll be honest with you. I I never thought I would ever write a book. Um, I, you know, of course, written some stage plays, written a couple of short films and things like that. Uh, my wife and I were both, we both are writers. And so I never even thought about writing a book until she decided that she wanted to write a book, um, which hopefully will be coming out, you know, pretty soon or whatever. Uh, Cause she would, she battled with anxiety and depression. So she wrote a, started writing a book about it. And I saw some of the things that she was going through throughout the book. And I'm like, you know, how can I be an encourager to her? Mm-hmm. You know, my wife is very competitive. So I figured, all right, cool. Let me go ahead and start, you know, say I want to write a book. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Just, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to start some fire. And, and uh, I end up, you know, I started doing the research. And the book that I was going to write wasn't the one that I actually wrote. The book that I was going to mm-hmm. write, um, I started doing more and more research. And I'm like, man, it's kind of hard. You know, okay. it's, it's real hard. And then I was listening to somebody about writing a book, and they were just talking about find something that's your passion. And I started thinking, I'm like, wait a minute, I've been I've been doing this financial stuff for years, and you know, credit is a real big issue, especially in our community. So that's what made me shift gears. But it was because of her um, that I started writing because I wanted to, you know, give her an extra push or whatever. Yeah. So that's um, cool. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you just told me how you decided to write it. Um, yeah. So in writing it, did you had you figured out the dance between taking the time to write and business and family? Did you have to juggle it, or how did you do it? Um, it's I always I always struggle with that because um, one of my frat brothers, uh, Cap FSI, by the way, you know, there's no, <laughs> no other option. Um, you know, he was like, "Man, you are always working." Like when we ride in the car together, I got my computer up. You know, just. Um, you know, every time you see me, I got either computer or, or one of one or two of my phones. Mm-hmm. So I'm always working. So yeah, I do. Um, I do struggle with that a little bit. You know, doing so much, so much, but I still take time out for my for my girls and my kids and everything. Yeah. Um, of course, my wife. You know, she mm-hmm. she demands my time as well. Uh, the cool thing about it is that because we have some of the same passions, we're able to. You know, we're able to play and work at the same time. Right. You know? So, uh, so I kind of sneak in work, you know. Yeah, so that, that's I, important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a little bit ahead of me, so she can get frustrated a little bit. Like, Jeremy, catch up, you know. Um, <laughs> that's what we no, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, you know, that's that's always a consistent struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like some of the groundwork, some of the things that I'm doing, I'm, I'm still laying a foundation for my kids to build on. Uh, prayerfully in the future and, and we were like that when we were doing the stage plays uh, because my daughter Corey and Clark they were little babies mm-hmm. when we were doing the plays and so everywhere we travel you know going from city to city they were with us you know they were even involved in a couple of the plays or whatever and mm-hmm. one of the times I asked one of the guys uh, they used to be a part of Tyler Perry's cast was like you know do you think we're doing a bad or a disservice to our kids, taking them and pulling them everywhere, doing this and doing that. He was like, no, man. He's like, keep doing it because it, it gives them the ability to learn people and it gives them the ability to associate with so many different people on different levels. So, and he was right. So, yeah. I think that's a good gift for them to have too. Yeah. 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 Um, 
So what would you consider to be your main mission with um, Effed Up My Credit, the book? <laughs> like, I laugh when everybody say it because, like, I know somebody going to, like, that lady wrote it. I know somebody's going to say it one day. Uh, <laughs> and you can't do nothing um, to laugh. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Um, Effed Up My Credit, the, the main mission that I wanted to get across, I mean, somebody would kind of look at it and say that I wanted to, um, you know, uh, attack the credit industry and how it stands today, which, you know, I, I didn't necessarily want to attack it, but I did want to expose some unfairness and some of the disadvantages of the credit reporting system. But I really wanted to um, not just push our people, but just push anybody that was interested, but primarily, you know, uh, black America. I wanted to give us an extra push to say, hey, we need to really start waking up to this whole credit thing and being mm-hmm. aware of, you know, the, the opportunities that we have if we leverage our credit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really wanted to get that across. So that was one of the main points is like, you know, uh, we no longer can play the blame game now that the information is out there. Yes, this is what happened in the past, but now it's time for you to really do something mm-hmm. to leverage your credit and put yourself in a better financial state. Right. I like, you know, it's in a book and that's the other thing, getting people attention to go read the information because there's so much out there. Just yeah, step out there and go get it. Yeah. 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 And to have it for us. So, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, you can, you can Google it now mm-hmm. uh, and find out, you know, you, you never, nobody's going to ever know everything, but, you know, you can learn something that's going to help you move. You know, even if you figure out how to remove one of your 12 collections off mm-hmm. of your credit report, that's still a step in the right direction. Right. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's kind of what I wanted to do. Yeah, I like that the book is honest and comes from a non-judgmental place so people can yeah. feel open. And Because I know even in real estate, I try to be that way with people because we all have had our ups and downs. And right. you, you find that it's happened to more than less, you know, as yeah. far as people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, and to be willing to help them or at least walk them through the process. So that's cool right. you have it in a book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and another thing I really wanted people to know that there's life after uh, a damaged credit reporting history. There's life after bankruptcy. There's life after foreclosure. There's life after collections or, or whatever. Uh, there's life after that because so many people feel, feel that when they go through those situations that, that they have to stay there. Right. And uh, the stuff that I've learned and, and have been exposed to is like you don't have to stay there. Somebody mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody today, well I got a bankruptcy, it's gonna be my credit report for ten years. Well that's that's what we've been taught. We think we're got this sentence for ten years mm-hmm. after filing bankruptcy. And it don't have to be the case. You know, you can get a bankruptcy removed off your credit report, you mm-hmm. know, because there there you know, there are ways to do that stuff. Right. Yeah. Knowledge. Knowledge is power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta use it. <laughs> yeah. Be willing to read to go get it. <laughs> I know, right. That's yeah. that's the hard part. Yeah, yeah. What are two frequently asked questions you get as far as your occupation or either the book? Um with the book, you know, of course I get, you know, what made you want to write a book about this. Mm-hmm. Um and then um can you fix my credit? <laughs> <laughs> can you fix mine uh, and and you know I would I would love to have the capacity to do that because I just really enjoy and have a desire to help people and I can tell when I'm talking to somebody they just really you know they just really want to get to that question uh-huh. because they're really not trying to hear what I'm trying to say <laughs> um, and they, they ask that question all the time but yeah. uh, but I, I don't I don't have the capacity to do that now I do have resources even in the book where I refer 
uh, folks to people that can help them that I trust that I've seen their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've used some of their stuff myself. Um, and so I give people resources, but you know, with the book, it's not a, it's not a how to fix your credit book. Mm-hmm. It's more so as the why, uh, you can go in, like I said, anywhere online and find out how to fix your credit. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a strong enough, why you're not going to send those letters to the credit bureaus, you know, you're not going to wait 30 days right. before you try to apply for something. You're, you're going to go out and, you know, you're not going to wait, get that car at a 20% interest rate instead of waiting till your credit score go up and then get it at 5% and it'll mm-hmm. save you on a monthly basis. So you got to have a strong enough why to do that. So that's really what the what the book is pushing towards, the why versus the how. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I have the luxury of getting to ask you three questions regarding credit. Uh, oh, can I say something, too, to uh-huh. your viewer? Uh, when they see the book, I'm sure you're going to put up a copy of the book or something like that. I already that. have it on um, my website. I have <laughs> changed my clothes since the book cover photo shoot. Like, I know you recognize the tie. And, yeah, I got on a different bracelet, uh, but the tie and the shirt and the vest, I've changed my clothes <laughs> since that. So just so y'all know, uh, I've, I've done that. Um, this just happened to be coincidence, I guess. I'm so grateful you clean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Proud of me. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> Like, glad this ain't a live, in-person interview. You know, I can, I can smell like anything right now. I would never know. Yeah, I know, right? You know, yeah, now, you, you see some little fumes going across, you know. Like, okay. I don't know what happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so our first credit question is going to be, um, what is a good debt to income percentage or ratio? Um, definitely, you know, in the mortgage industry, we look for people, we try to get people to at least like a 43, 44, um, sometime even 50% debt to income ratio. I mean, you really want to stay in the 40s, 41, 42 uh, debt to income ratio. And basically what that is, is that that's all of your debt, everything that's on your credit report. So we're not talking about cell phone bill unless you didn't fail for that little put your cell phone bill on your credit right. thing. I advise people to think about that before they do that. But uh, so those types of things, your basic necessities, that's not on there. But whatever's on your credit report plus that new mortgage payment needs to be at at least 41, 43% of your your gross income. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so around 40, I would say 40 is a good good place to be. Okay. That's yeah. safe for that. Okay. Yeah, and there are some places that do 50, 55%. Uh, debt to income ratio, um, and 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 that's really helpful for folks that are self-employed that have a lot of deductions and they need that extra room. But uh, you know you don't want to spread yourself too thin. Right? Would you be yeah. um, exposed to a more higher credit? I mean, a higher interest rate. It depends on the program, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because one of the things that they look for is how much you're going to put down. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your credit score? You know, those things play a part in what the rate is. But uh, as far as the debt to income ratio, unless it's one of those programs that's just really, you know, uh, um, self-imposed by whatever company that's doing the financing, they mm-hmm. may charge a higher interest rate. But typically, uh, like a FHA or something like that, it typically goes up to fifty-five percent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what's credit? What? What's credit? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I didn't heard it all. Yeah. <laughs> Credit, credit with a K at the end. Uh-uh. Again, it's not a, you know, that's, yeah, yeah, so. Oh, I know better. I'll do better. Okay. We can edit, we can edit that. 
Okay. So what um, credit score do you need to have to buy a house? Um, there, there are some real aggressive programs out there, um, like FHA, sometimes uh, certain lenders, uh, 580 mm-hmm. is the um, credit score that you can utilize. Uh, VA, really technically on the VA loan, there's no credit score. Um, now, you may have a lender that puts some of their overlays on there which most lenders do, especially at larger banks, they'll put their own overlay and say you got to have a 620 or something. But um, uh, FHA really, I mean, VA doesn't really come with a credit score per se Mm -hmm. um, about the credit history and things like that. But um, like I said, most companies add their overlays. But a 580 credit score, you can buy a house at 580. I caution people to that now. Uh, Now, even though I'm in the industry and, of course, I want to, you know, do as many loans for people as I can, um, one of the things I'm – I'm real passionate about is people not putting themselves in a financial bind. Yeah. We so talked about that. Yeah. So just because you can buy a house with a 580 credit score, you know, you might be looking at a five and a half or, you know, 5.75% interest rate instead of doing something, fixing your credit and waiting about three or four months to where now you have, you know, a 680 credit score or 700 credit score. And now you can get a three and a half or three and a quarter interest rate, you right. know, so sometimes it's better that delayed gratification is going to help you in the wrong one, long run. I mean, what's there's nothing wrong with waiting four months to save for the next 30 years or 15 years, however way you get your loan and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. that makes sense. Um, and our last one, how many points does an inquiry take off of your credit score? Um, that's a mystery. Uh, the whole credit thing is kind of a it's, it works on algorithms and things like that so it just really depends on the makeup of the credit profile mm-hmm. um, I have a little pet peeve about this whole um, when you apply for something and it hits your credit score because I've seen um, I've seen in my past that a person with a great credit score and a person with a not so good credit score can apply for the same thing and the person with a not so good credit score, uh, for whatever reason, their score goes down a little bit more than the person with the with the great credit score. Wow. Uh, right. So that's 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 not cool because you, you know if you're gonna if you're gonna make that an issue, then it needs to be if we apply for this, that's how many points it is across the board. Right. But it's not. It's based upon the build or your credit profile um, on how it does. So you know you can apply for a car loan and you might go down five points. You might go down ten points. Um, you know it just it just depends mm-hmm. on the whole algorithm. So there's not a set number. Which it should be, but it's it's not. Yeah, that's messed up. It's almost like, oh, they looking for something. So, well, it's, yeah, it's almost <laughs> like you know, let's let's keep the people at the bottom at the bottom. So right. the ones at the top, you know, that doesn't affect them as much. And I know the flip side is like, well, you know, they they've done so good with their credit, they shouldn't be penalized as much, you know. And and I have my arguments with that too. Maybe mm-hmm. their credit is so good because they they were they had access to the resources and the knowledge, you know, right. from generations ago. Because uh, there's certain things that get passed down, and there's a, there's a lot of things that don't. And I know for me growing up, um, th- that information wasn't passed down. You know, right, on how private. To yeah, on how to man. Yeah, it was, it was. I mean, can you remember when we were younger? Like mm-hmm. nobody ever talked about the credit score. You mm-hmm. know, that was like you know, you don't ask me about that. You don't ask me about who I'm voting for. And you don't ask me about my credit score. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, and it was a secret. And I feel like the reason it was a secret is because you know that's what our parents were taught by other people mm-hmm. and other races because they were never taught by them and you know it was a secret because when you learn how to leverage your credit it can expose you to uh, financial opportunities that you wouldn't normally have I mean if you think about it 
just about everything we do today is associated with credit. Right. I mean, you know, the house we're in is associated with credit. The buildings we work in, somebody used Your credit. Car insurance, everything. Everything, <laughs> everything tied to credit. So, um, and now it's at a point to where, you know, the unfair treatment comes in where I buy a car, the same kind of car as my neighbor, but because my credit score is lower than his, however way it got that way, I now got to pay two and three times more than, 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 than my neighbor the very same car, the very same product and stuff. Yeah. And so, um, you know, so like I said, it's, you know, I, I'm not cool with it and, and, and I say unfair, but I know life isn't fair. And so I think it's now our responsibility, those that know to try to educate and those that don't to try to get educated mm-hmm. and then put the, put those things into motion, you know, because yeah. um, it's, you know, if you'd learn to leverage credit, then you'll really benefit from it. One of my mentors, uh, uh, by the name of Corey Smith, he says that credit is for poor people. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to think about that, right? I'm like, hold on, what you trying to say? And I'm like, okay, I am a little poor, you know. <laughs> You're right. Talking about you know? whose um, definition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it is because you know you, you do you want to use credit mm-hmm. until you get to a point financially to where you don't need credit. Right. You know, what I'm saying like a lot of celebrities that are very multi-millionaires, where they don't need credit. Mm-hmm. You know, they can just pay cash for something. Mm-hmm. But for most of us. We, we need credit. We have to use credit, but it's like, you know, use credit to build wealth so that you don't need it. Right. Choosing yeah. what you're using it for. Yeah, of okay. course, yeah. Yeah, so how can they find you? Um, They can find me on my website, and it's F, that's F-D, up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't, don't, don't pull in that other stuff. You know? <laughs> it's F-D, no yeah. letters in between. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a God-fearing woman. You had me go to that website. I yeah, can I ain't just tell you imagine. Stay on that for two hours, though. You know, stay on that for two hours. They ain't had uh, nothing to do uh, with you, right? Yeah. F- FDUpMyCredit.com. So FDUpMyCredit.com. You can mm-hmm. go to that website. Uh, you can type it in on Amazon. I'm on Amazon. Uh, uh, FDUpMyCredit at gmail.com. That's mm-hmm. the best way to to reach me pertaining to book. To email me there. Uh, so just type it in. Just just Google that, and and you'll you'll find it everywhere now. Okay, awesome, awesome. I'll be looking for when Stacy puts her book out. Yeah, I know she. Uh, her book hopefully is coming out. Um, I don't know. She she's going real real. She got a good flow on it right now. You know, you okay. write a book, you look for those opportunities where you can flow. But it's called Naked Truth, and mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, you know how a Christian battles with anxiety and depression because you know in the whole. In the religious sector, we don't like to talk about, and even in the black community, we don't like to talk about mm-hmm. mental illness and anxiety and depression. And so what she really wanted to do, she wanted to uncover some of the things that she dealt with and just to let, you know, people that are God-fearing folks to let them know that, hey, it's, you know, you, you're not awkward. You're not, right. you know, you know, you, you haven't forsaken God because you're dealing with, because, you know, that's like saying, oh, if you catch a cold, you know, you didn't win against mm-hmm. God. Well, anxiety and depression is a <laughs> illness too, you know what I'm saying? God, I'm sorry, I'm coughing. <laughs> you know, wow. yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, because I know the Bible says be anxious for nothing and things like that. I know people think you can pray it away and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, so yeah, she she goes deep in that. She exposes some things that that she had to struggle with mm-hmm. and, and coping with. So, mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to her book. I, I love it. I I love yeah, the idea yeah. of that because we do deal with that sometimes in the church as far as to make it seem like it's not real and it could be coming but, from people that's going through it themselves, but they don't even realize. That's yeah, what it is. yeah, and you'll see that in my book too. I mm-hmm. talk about the fact that um, you know how because I go back and talk about slavery and how we mm-hmm. got over here and how you know op- oppression brought on suppression and then it brought on 
depression and stuff. And so, but, you know, eight out of 10 of us, you know, don't even know that we're depressed, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so, or have gone through some form of depression and stuff. So yeah, it's good to bring light to it and expose it so that, uh, it, it won't continue to destroy us and mm-hmm. family and stuff like that, you know, cause you know, people are doing some, some crazy things because yeah. of this whole anxiety and depression thing. Cause they don't know how to cope with it. Right. It's real. It is real. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad I got to talk to you today. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise. Good to see you doing so well. I'm proud of you, too. Yeah. I appreciate (laughs) it. And we done came. It's been a long time. Yeah, I know. You see, I had the tall flat top and then it's all gone. I'm going to get the um, old photo. That's like the only thing. That in my yearbook. um, I think we both graduated in 94. Yeah. 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 That in my yearbook. And That's those are like the only two things I really kept. I mean, life went I on. I can't even find my yearbook. Yeah, I don't even Seriously? know. Seriously? Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> you need to for... get it together. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we got a 20, 25th reunion coming up. Smiley just had theirs. I didn't go. Yeah. I didn't go. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, that's cool. Cool. All right. Well, um. Thank you for being on this episode of Gentleman Doing, Thank Behavior. you for having me. I'm glad, proud to see you doing what you're doing and uh, you're making an impact and giving exposure to people that, you know, probably wouldn't have had it. So I appreciate you. I know it's a lot of work, you know, you, you're yeah. doing it. It's my passion project. It's my passion project. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank y'all for um, tuning in to this episode of Gentleman Blazers.